quote the great French critic Jean-Baptiste Alphonse Carr, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I'm Andy Catelli. I'm Benjamin Walker. And this is... And this, boys will be boys. Man, the goddamn boys will be the goddamn... I mean, an aptly named podcast for this week. You know, we came into this year, new coach, all this new stuff, new players, new scheme, new staff. Was it new? And and you know what? You, you could be forgiven if you had not paid attention to any of that and you just turned on the game at kickoff. You could be forgiven for thinking that this was exactly the same team as last year, down to the play calls. Down to the the heartbreaking fashion in which they lose. I actually don't even know if it was heartbreaking. It was more just entirely disappointing from start to finish. Well, that's what made it worse was that like, if they had just played like shit and then lost at the end, that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty standard cowboy shit. They had to stack Cowboys types of losses. They had to give you the whole buffet. So it was like, play like shit the whole game, but then still have a chance at the end. Yeah. And then get, the big gut-wrenching, heartbreaking loss at the end. Um, so th- for those who missed it, the Cowboys uh, did fall 17-20 to 20, uh, to the Rams in their new uh, $5 billion SoFi Stadium. Pretty impressive stadium, I got to say, watching it on television. Um, it was bizarre. The NFL allowed every team to pipe in artificial crowd noise for the sake of radio and TV, and the Rams elected not to. So... The entire right? game was, okay. yeah, they, they piped in zero crowd noise. So it was completely silent other than the action on the field. And like, you could hear like the coaches calling in signals from the sidelines. Players talked about how eerie it was. Um, and I'm sure for a team like the Rams who, you know, their whole thing is like this very carefully orchestrated symphony of scheme and play calls and, last minute adjustments and motion, like having a totally silent, sterile environment in which to operate at maximum efficiency. That's probably a perfect scenario for them. So it kind of makes sense that they would, they would elect to do that, but it was bizarre. Well, that does explain why we had about every single defensive lineman, uh, looked at each other before the games. Like, are you going to jump off sides this time? Oh no. Yeah. I'll jump off sides this time. I'm good. I'll do it. There was a plethora of penalties, which I can't say we're not used to at this point. Um, <sighs> the Cowboys uh, committed seven penalties for 50 yards. The Rams had five for 34, but the Cowboys seemed to get him at just horrifically key moments. Um, time of possession, the Rams had the ball for 35 minutes. Eight. The Cowboys had the ball for 24 minutes. Dominated us in time yeah. of possession. Uh, an extra possession as well. Um Third down efficiency, the Rams were 9 for 17, the Cowboys for 3 for 12. Um, and, and that should really tell you the, the tale of this game. We will go through it, um, but I guess we'll start where we always start. Ben, tell me about your experience watching this game. Well, uh, shout out to our good and dear friend, Mr. Zach Love. He was uh, he hit me up. I hadn't seen him in a while. He came over, and it was just uh, me and him watching the game. So I was excited because uh, we'll get to this part later the bets will be bets portion was doing very well the only fun part of the weekend we were very hot and my fantasy team was very hot 
So I'm like, man, all things coming up. Ben, Cowboys are going to win. And, um, you know, I was, I was psyched to see it, man. I know you met some people over, right? You did something cool? I did. For the first time in, like, probably six months, I got to hang out with some of my boys. I had a uh, shout-out to Grant Waring, Ryan McCoy, Shady McCoy, friend of the pod. Friend of uh, the pod. Uh, producer from when we got to he is part of the Oxnard away team that comes with us to training camp um, so they both came over we grilled some uh, I got some hot dogs some Wagyu beef hot dogs that I ordered from a ranch in Wyoming flown in um, Ooh, grilled them shit fans. up it was fire uh, we sat down and threw on my Jalen Smith jersey I was stoked uh, and then proceeded to watch uh, the painful Two hours of mediocrity ending in heartbreaking debauchery. So, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no other way to where to go from here but to just dive right into the game, Ben. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, right off the bat, the Rams did elect to get the ball first. Unsurprising. This is a team obviously kind of focused around uh, offensive guru Sean McVay, uh, and so they got the ball on their own twenty-five. Um, first play of the game, DeMarcus Lawrence jumps off sides for a neutral zone infraction. That pretty much should have set, that set the tone for the entirety of this game. Um, so first and five, they ran a little like screen play to Robert Woods, who got 20 yards before Jalen Smith got to him. They're now, after one actual play run there, first and 10 at the 50, uh, Akers goes for four yards another short pass to Robert Woods, which goes for 31 yards before Darian Thompson takes him down. Um, first and 10 of the Dallas 15, Robert Woods goes for nine yards. Uh, Akers runs for no gain after Don Terry Poe makes a stop. Dallas takes a timeout, uh, third and one at the Dallas six. No, that was them. So this was the first little oh, timeout one by LA. Controversy. Right, right. This was where they had a third and one. And it looks like they got to delay a game, and then the refs are like, "They, they nah, definitely did." The uh, that's a timeout. The shot that they got from the te- from the camera shows McVeigh running down the sideline, the play clock go to zero, and then him run up and go timeout, timeout, timeout. And the announcer says something that just totally befuddled me, which is, "Yeah, you know, uh, if it's anywhere close, they're going to side with the guy calling the timeout." <laughs> and I was like. What do we have the clock for then? Like, yeah, it sucks. It was one of those. If the clock is, if the clock is like, yeah, you have ten seconds to run a play, plus or minus, you know, like an extra three or four seconds, no big deal. Then I I was watching it, and I they even were like, oh, he got the timeout. Oh no, he didn't get it in time. And then like thirty seconds later, they're like, oh yeah, he got it in time. They gave it to him. I was like, what? And then of course they run up the middle on third and one instead of third and six, and. Um, two plays later, they score a touchdown. Go Malcolm Brown, one so, yard. Run. So right, right off the bat, just shenanigans. I call shenanigans. So, so opening drive, touchdown, not great start. So we've already got like all the the players that will come to play major pieces in this play. Penalties by the Cowboys. Very interesting officiating, uh, and the def- the Cowboys defense just being totally shell shocked by. Anything involving like a short screen play, anything in the quick passing game, 
totally unprepared for, which is surprising because you'd think that's like all you'd prepare for against the Rams. It's like all they do. It's like I said, uh, we, we, we called Sean McVay genius last time. And I do think so. And clearly they designed it so that they got the ball out of Jared Goff's hands very quickly. He had the quickest time from snap to release in week one. Uh, so that was definitely part of the game plan, but you're right. I mean, what else did you think the Rams were going to do? Like, yeah, I don't know what the Cowboys prepared for because it wasn't this. They, the Rams don't go vertical. They don't really have a running game. I, well, okay. A lot of people thought it might be a shootout, right? So the defense gives up. Certainly the offense is going to show up to play go, right? Yeah, and I guess that's the other thing is I'm really harking on the defense here, but at the end of the day, the, the defense gave up 20 points, which isn't like an amazing game, but you should be able to win a game that your defense gives up 20 points in. But this Dallas Cowboys team needs to win just about every game the defense gives up 20. Because I'm yeah. gonna tell you right now, there are gonna be games where this defense gives up 30 ish yeah. for sure. So the cow the Cowboys do get the ball at this point. Uh they start at their own 25. First play from shotgun. Dak hits Amari Cooper for nine yards. Uh then Zeke runs up the middle for ten yards. Uh before we go any further, Zeke Elliott beasted this whole game. Like out of all the terrible great. things we're going to talk about, Zeke looked in rare form. He got some new ink. His feed me tattered <laughs> on his abs, which is fire. I don't care what anyone says. It's fire. It um, was Zeke. magnificent. I First tweeted time. that it was it was chef's kiss. Like it was, of it was. course, Zeke. Of course, Zeke had that tatted on him this offseason. So, so second and one from the 34, Zeke up the middle for 10 yards. First and 10 from the 44. A uh, little dump-off pass to Zeke. He takes it for 10 yards again. Uh, first and 10 at the Rams, 46. Uh, Zeke for one yard. Then on second and nine, uh, Aaron Donald just mm. destroys multiple linemen and sacks Dak for a seven-yard loss. Now, we are missing L. Collins for this game, and so Texas Tech alumni Terrence Steele was filling in. Um, I'm not going to say he played so bad that it's on the level of a Chaz Green or um, who else am I thinking of, Ben? Alex Barron. Alex Barron. Uh, but it was really bad. And he was, was going up bad, again. Man. He, but, hey, he we, knew that. we knew that. Yeah, the kid was, we knew that. Baptism by fire. Like, you knew, sure. and the coaching staff knew. And I guess something happened to Cam Fleming or Irving. I forget which one. But Cam Fleming's on the Giants now with old Jason Garrett. Right, so it's Cam Irving. Like he yeah. started some Irving's games with too. Kansas City, but he wasn't hurt until later in the game, right? Because yeah. we came in with start. So they must have decided, like, hey man, this guy's not good. We might as well test out uh, Terrence Steele. And this would and become it, an ugly situation because Dak was pretty much under fire from the jump. Um, that's why I'm giving all the credit in the world to Zeke because Zeke was not running behind any kind of elite run blocking here and still managed to have a tremendous day. Um, we'll get to how uh, oft-heralded superior running back Saquon Barkley did this week. But for now, <laughs> I was wondering if you might bring him up. <laughs> behind, a, behind a very terrible offensive line this weekend, Zeke Elliott had yet another tremendous day, being hey, so I among wanna, the best running backs in the league. I want to – I agree with you. Zeke was great. I want to ask if is this offensive line going to be a problem this season? I just want your your 
initial reaction, overreaction, gut feel. I'll say this. I think that once the L's back, I think that they will be in the top 15 offensive lines. So problem, I think problem compared to what Cowboys fans have become used to over the last 10 years, it will be a significant down step because Tyron's a year older. Frederick's gone. Lael is a little bit streaky compared to these other guys. Connor Williams is, I don't care what anyone says. Connor Williams is a bum. But he's a <laughs> liability. This Dude, game the pot has never it. liked, the pot has never been a stamp of approval. I want everyone who was, I want everyone who has been telling me for years that Connor Williams just needs to bulk up and he's going to be a beast. And he was so good at Texas to watch this game and tell me that it's such a good thing that we paid a second round pick for Connor Williams instead of trading for Earl Thomas that night on draft night. You know, he was a tackle at Texas too, wasn't he? And we yeah. made him play guard. It just never made yeah, I mean, sense. He's not going to play left. L was not going to play left tackle at. L was so good at left guard, but I guess yeah, you're right. He was never going to play right tackle anyway. Yeah, I I, I asked that question, Andy, because ultimately I I think I agree with you. I think this line is going to be. It's probably the weakest part of this offense, which we have never said. It's usually the best part of this well, offense. Well, we say I that, but tight good. end now looks like it might be the weakest part of the offense. Well, yeah, okay, but I, I guess... Unless I'll you're grouping like in tight action. end like right. with... Like, yeah. Okay, Plus, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. you. But yes, yeah, they... Look, Zach Martin's still Zach Martin. He's an A+. Tyron Smith at this point in his career is very good. Probably gets a little name recognition better than he is maybe playing... Um, he's still very good, though. I don't want to. You had him like a B plus the other day when we talked. I think that's fair. Yeah, but man, Connor Williams and Joe Looney. Look, I love Looney. He's a funny dude. He's a great follow. Um, there's a reason we got like him. A, a, Joe Looney's like a B minus on his good days. Yeah, there's a reason you got him pretty cheap. You know, there's a reason he didn't get the Ron Leary deal after he was starting. You remember Ron Leary went to oh, Denver yeah. for a fat contract. Yep. There's a reason Joe Looney didn't get that. He's an acceptable starter in the league, but that's probably where you draw the line. And then yeah. right tackle L's very good, but I think that interior part of the O-line, which is the worst place if you ask any offensive coordinator to get pressure from, is going to uh, – we're going to see and, problems and, there. And, and let's be honest. They're not going to play Aaron Donald every week. Like That is very fair. Aaron is Donald a, is the best football player on the planet. Like you, you had like your worst version of your offensive line out there against the best interior pressure they're going to face all season. That was a recipe for disaster. I'm willing dude. to give it time to see if it gets better, but just to I'm be fair, Aaron Donald. To be fair to Connor Williams, Aaron Donald on one play did run right through Zach Martin and then throw Zeke Elliott to the ground and still hit Zach. And, yeah, or Dak. Sorry, like that's. I mean, he's he's yeah, he's freaky. He's, uh, he's, he's, a freaky. Hall, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an all timer. No one will dispute that. So, but still, you kind of yeah. We'll go on, but uh, short and we got sacked. Uh, pressure was a problem. Third and sixteen, we had to punt that, and uh, the Rams. Third and sixteen, they tried to go to Tony Pollard. That's incomplete. And then yes, they do right, have to yes. punt. Fair fair catch by Cooper Cup. And not convert many third and sixteens is what I'm saying. We we do not get. Very many third down conversions at all. Uh, the Rams get the ball back uh, on their own 17. Uh, Akers runs up the middle. He's stopped by Jalen Smith for a three-yard gain. 
Um, second and seven penalty on Everson Griffin for a neutral zone infraction. So back-to-back drives with a neutral zone infraction in a second and long situation. Second and two acres goes around the right end. Uh, but Alden Smith and, uh, woods are there to stop him. So third and two, uh, Malcolm Brown runs up the middle for seven yards. Uh, first and 10, Jared Goff hits Malcolm Brown for 18 yards. He's stopped by Leighton Vander Esch. Uh, you're only going to hear that name a couple more times, unfortunately. We'll get to that. First and 10 at the 50, uh, and they're in no huddle at this point. Uh, Goff goes, uh, tries to go right to uh, Robert Woods, uh, but Marcus Lawrence bats that down. That was a great play. Uh, second and 10, Malcolm Brown goes around the right tackle for three yards. He gets stopped by Dorrance Armstrong. Third and seven at the Dallas 47. A little short pass out to Malcolm Brown, stopped after six yards by Demarcus Lawrence. And then fourth and one, they go for it. Malcolm Brown goes right up the middle, gets two yards, stopped by LVE and Woods, but fresh set of downs. Uh, First and 10 from the Dallas 39. Uh, Throws a little pass out to Akers. He gets four yards. Then he goes to Cooper Cup for eight. Uh, then on first and 10 at the Dallas 27 found finds Tyler Higby for four yards. Uh, acres runs for four yards. Uh, Darnell Henderson goes for three yards. Henderson then tries to go around the right side. No gain stopped by Jalen Smith and Alden Smith. Uh, second and 10 at the Dallas 16, uh, hits Robert Woods for five yards, third and five, uh, golf finally gets pressured and, incompletion to no one and so on fourth and five at the 11 they have to kick a field goal and their kicker hits the upright and luckily there is no points scored there but again they marched all the way down the field they marched like 80 yards they just happened to miss 17 plays 17 plays 72 72 yards yeah and nine minutes of possession they slice and dice dallas i think that's i think that's why hearing people talk about this game react the defense caught so much flack is because it felt like we were on the field forever and just getting gashed and they converted so many third downs like they're yeah. they didn't put up a lot of points but they moved the ball well, even the even the pos- even the possessions where the cowboys score are so short compared to these rams possessions that are just like 10 minutes long and like 40 plays bro those kill you man i mean those kill you so Dallas gets the ball back at our 20 uh, last play of the first quarter. Zeke uh, runs around the left side for no gain. Second and 10 uh, Dak hits uh, Michael Gallup, who Michael Gallup straight up cooks Jalen Ramsey here, throws Ramsey mm-hmm. to the ground and runs 24 yards. And Dude, he then, ducked that tackle. That was sweet. It was sweet. This is one of two times in this game that Michael Gallup straight up embarrassed Jalen Ramsey and then got ra- bailed out by a penalty. So on this play, C.D. Lamb, a legal block above the waist, 10 yards. <sighs> Again, just either questionable penalties or stupid penalties that we're doing. Both of them are terrible. Yeah, luckily this one, we still got some of the yards. We just didn't get the full 24. It was like at the very end, Leaf CD pushed him down. So, uh, I mean, still so yeah. much, but it's still first and um, 10 after it. So. so first and 10, the Dallas 34. Uh, Dak hits Tony Pollard for four yards. Uh, then Dak, a little short pass out to Cooper for five yards. But notice how all of these 
all these plays are for like four and five yards. Every once in a while we get a long one, but it's all these little you know he 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 only attempted I believe two passes above twenty yards. Um, I think obviously the very last one, and then, and then there this one, one coming up. One coming, yeah. So then yeah, third and I, one at the Dallas 43, Zeke goes up the middle for four yards. Zeke just, every single time his name got called, he he got it done. Like, he needed one yard here, he got four. Excellent job moving the chains. First and 10th at the Dallas 47, Dak drops back. Deep pass down the right side to C.D. Lamb, who gets pushed out of bounds after 33 yards. So this is like the first big catch by C.D. Um, I mean, he it was good. sick. He looked good. Um, first and 10 at the, at the Rams 20, uh, Dak hits Cooper for six. Uh, then there's a false start on Tyron Smith. So we're now at second and nine instead of second and four. Uh, luckily Dak dumps it off to Zeke who has, I want to say five defenders around him and Zeke just jukes the shit out of everyone, embarrasses their entire secondary, finds the end zone, 19 yard. touchdown. Uh, yeah. There are all those, uh, all those like still shots on photos that were like Zeke scored from here. And it's like Zeke on the sideline and five people around him. Dude, he's yeah, such a was... monster. He's such a monster. So he looked that good. This up is... the game seven, seven. Yeah. I mean, it, you've been outplayed. Like you got lucky. They missed a field goal, but this was a good drive. This was a strong drive and it kind of settled us into the game. So I thought, but yeah. So at this point, like, Hey, new game, like you can, you can undo all the dumb penalties and shit right here as long as you get it popping. So uh, the Rams get the ball at their own 25. Malcolm Brown goes uh, around the left side for 11 yards, gets stopped by Darian Thompson. Darian Thompson didn't have a very good game. No, um, he did not. He's a rookie and didn't have a very good game. But I'll also say that like the fact that Malcolm Brown is running and getting stopped by Darian Thompson says a lot about where this game was at. That like... Your your safety is making tackles at the second level well, on the running back. They sort of dink. I don't even know dink and dunk. It's more like they just kind of slice and diced us. Like it was very tiny cuts all night, like a thousand cuts. Like they were just yep. their misdirection threw off Dallas's defense the entire game, and they stayed ahead of the chains and gave themselves third and shorts where we gave ourselves a lot of third and longs and, and they were able to convert most of those and keep the ball. I mean, they had very few big plays themselves tonight or yeah. on Monday, Sunday. So it was, you know, they just, they just executed, man. I mean, to put it simply, I mean, there's no one no, on this defense that outside, like, you know, I can harp on Darian Thompson. He did not look like a starting safety. Um, but, you know, I mean, who would you say on defense played well outside of Alden Smith of all people who played yeah, excellent. That's pretty much it. Um, Tank had some moments, but he also had some bad moments. So, yeah. Um, so that that gets him to the 36, first and 10. Robert Woods uh, gets a – they do a little sweep play, gets 14 yards. First and 10 at the 50, uh, incomplete. Second and 10 at the 50, Goff hits Higby for 21 yards. Again, Thompson has to make the stop. First yeah, and 10 at the a, This is not a good film breakdown for your boy Jalen. He got – Shook. Oh, I know. Yeah, he got he got cooked all night. First and ten at the Dallas twenty nine. Malcolm Brown runs left for six yards. Darian Thompson again. So it's just like while Thompson had a bad game, he was being called on to make like half the tackles, which is fucking ridiculous for a safety. 
Second and four, the Dallas 23. Uh, Malcolm Brown runs for no gain, stopped by Everson Griffin. Third and four, the Dallas 23. Uh, Goff hits Cooper Cup for 11 yards. First See, and another third and four, man. I mean, they just yep. all night, all night. Every single time. Uh, first and 10 at the Dallas 12. Uh, da- Goff has an incomplete pass, uh, and there's a intentional grounding penalty. So, Second and 20. So this should be a position where you can stop somebody. But Everson Griffin, neutral zone infraction, five yards. So second and 15. So that's now we've had three neutral zone infractions in the first quarter and a half of this game. Second <laughs> and first 15 three drives. Yeah. yeah. Second and 15 again. Uh, Jared Goff passing complete. Third and 15. Jared Goff passing complete. Fourth and 15. 35 yard field goal. They hit this one. So it is now. 10-7, and the Cowboys get them. It's 10-7. They've had three drives, Andy, and they've made it to your red zone all three times. You are yeah. lucky you are at 10-7 at this point. Yeah, and I mean, at minimum, it should be 13-7 to because right. they should have made that field goal. But at worst, this could be easily be 21-7 because they've gotten to the red zone every time. So Dallas gets the ball back with 8.42 to play in the, second, in the first half. Uh, first and 10 from the 25. Zeke goes for four yards. Uh, Dak hits C.D. Lamb for three yards. Dak scrambles up the middle for six yards on third and three. So that brings up a first down. First and 10 of the Dallas 38. Handoff to Pollard. He gets six yards. Dak throws a pass to Pollard. He gets 18 yards. Um, Pollard quietly contributed this game. He played a good role for a little secondary back. I always like what I see from him. Um, Yeah, you know, I think they said the goal is like one of – it's either one of every four or one of every five series he's going to get – he's going to be the guy on that series. I mean, that makes so. sense to me. I mean, I think he's got the juice to do that and he's a good change of pace. He's a different back than Zeke, which is what you want. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's quick. Um, he's a great pass catcher. You know, there's rumors they're going to use him more in the receiving game. Well, I'll believe that when I see it, cause they've been saying that for ever, but well, dude, all you got to yeah. do is all you got to do is if you are like, let's say you rush like, 15 times for six yards. Okay. Like hypothetically, let's say a running back did that. <laughs> if that same running back just catches one ball for 30 yards, that's an elite running back. As long as his thighs are big enough, that's the best running back in the league. So, um, I mean, always you, right there. You have an example for that. I, I just pulled that out of the air. This is just stats. I thought of, um, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, obviously you don't want your star running back to be outrushed by Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger who are, are combined 573 years old, but you know, Hey, what are you going to do? So <laughs> same on Barkley. Um, <laughs> so second and four at the Dallas 44 Dak throws it to, uh, like I said, to Pollard, he gets 18 yards first and 10 at the Rams 38. Uh, Dak tries to go to Elliot, but it's incomplete. Uh, second and 10 Zeke runs up the middle for three yards, third and seven. Uh, Dak tries to go to lamb, but this is again, we're third and seven and we're throwing these like three yard, routes hoping that they can get the yak it was a frustrating yeah. part of garrett's offense it seems to have continued here there's no i think there, and there's I'm nothing give drawn a, up for third and long like there's there's a lot of takes to have on this and i do think one of them was they were just scared shitless by aaron donald and brockers and that d front and they were so it. scared all long plays now i you know, we don't look at the all twenty twos and a lot of details. Let me ask: so Do you I think when the Do you think when the Patriots with Brady and Belichick lined up from anyone, they were like they're so scared shitless of this team that they don't do what they want? 
I would say that they have mitigated it as best they can and they call a lot of what the Rams did. Like they're gonna find ways to get the ball on short little misdirection plays. I just I just feel like the the we don't do that though. We just don't run any play action. We don't do anything creative. It's just like the only thing we do is like, okay, we'll just run shorter routes. And that's frustrating to watch. Yeah, it, it feels that way. It feels that way. And you know, Dak obviously being the signal caller and the quarterback He's always going to be questioned about it. You know, he had. I didn't really have a problem with the way he played in this one, but you know, people yeah, out there, like right here at this point in the game, if they had taken Dak out and put in Ben DiNucci, does this game end differently? <laughs> Probably. I don't, I don't think that's a good if you put in a good in way. Big Nooch, aka the WAP genius, does this game end differently? We'll never know, huh? We'll never know. Mike McCarthy, if you're listening, and I know you listen, we we trace the IPs. I know Mike McCarthy listens to this podcast from his secret film shack where he relearned the game of football for a year to design the most innovative offense known to man. Give Big Nooch a shot, dude. He won't let you down. You know, at least give him some taste in Hillburn, you know? The kid, does, you know, just get the kid on the field. Does Big Nooch come to practice every day in a tracksuit? Yes. Does does he get followed around by a bunch of quote unquote union representatives who talk about the garbage hauling business all the time? Yes. Does he wear five gold chains underneath his uniform? Sure. But he's a good boy, and his mama makes great sauce, tremendous sauce. Give Big Nooch a chance. Yeah, we're 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 hoping for you, Nooch. So fourth and seven, Rams thirty-five. They trot Zerline out there to try a fifty-three-yard field goal. It goes wide right. I mean, that's what happens when you take 53-yard field goals. I don't hate the call. It's a long no, fourth one. and seven, I don't think you feel – I don't even think the most aggressive analytics people oh, I was going to say, you, you, might, you might have been just better off punting, but, you know, hey, nah. why not? Greg, if you sign Greg the leg, you sign it to, to boom all yeah, the ones. Yeah, but, that's fair. So the Rams do get a short field. They get the ball at their own 43. Uh Akers runs for four yards. He then runs for one yard. Uh, and then Goff goes deep to Jefferson for 31 yards. Uh, Akers runs for six. Uh, and so now you've got second and fourth, Dallas 15. Uh, Goff has an incompletion, third and four. Uh, Malcolm Brown gets two yards. So that brings us to the two-minute warning. And it's fourth and two on the Dallas 13. Uh, and they kick a 31-yard field goal. Uh, so now it is seven to thirteen. We've got two minutes left Dude, in the half. And if you're if you're counting four straight drives in the red zone, and they actually yeah. took a shot here. That was a nice pass to Jefferson. I, I can't remember who he. Oh, that was Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon um, Diggs. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs was in great position. This was he got the Cheeto treatment where I think Diggs was actually in a perfect spot. That was just a that was Goss probably best ball all night. That was a Definitely. that was a great pass. So the Cowboys do get the ball back with uh, 156 to play. Uh, they start at their own 27-yard line. Um, Pollard ran it out a little bit. Got it, got Why is it every single time we speed up this offense, they look better? Yeah, that's a question we've been asking for several years. Um, Roma was the same way. Weirdly, uh Jason Garrett in a fat suit decided to run the identical <laughs> offense. So I don't know. Um so first and 10 for the Dallas 27, uh, Prescott hits Amari Cooper for nine yards. Uh, they're in no huddle. 
and shotgun now. Dak hits Blake Jarwin for 12 yards, uh, then C.D. Lamb for 12 yards. First and 10 at the Rams 40. You've run 30 seconds off the clock. Uh, Dak hits Michael Gallup for four, who gets 14 yards of yak. Dak, Dallas takes a timeout, minute seven to play. Uh, Zeke goes left end, gets 14 yards, first and 10 from the Rams, 12. Uh, Dak hits Zeke for a pass, uh, goes 12 yards, scores a touchdown, but there's a penalty on Dalton Schultz, who will become my new favorite player for offensive mm. pass interference, nullifies uh, the touchdown. Slutty Super Schultz, tight. you're uh, you're in goat's crosshairs. Just so you know, dude, this guy, the rest of his game gets just just so much better. It's great. So first and twenty from the Rams twenty-two with fifty-three to play. Uh, Dak hits Ceedee Lamb for nine yards. Uh, we L A takes a timeout. Forty-six seconds to go in the half. Second and eleven from the Rams thirteen. Uh, Dak scrambles up the middle, thirteen yards. Uh, they call it a touchdown. Uh, the replay official reviews it and says the runner broke the plane. Uh, the play was reversed. Uh, so now they say that he scrambled to the middle, got 12 yards. They're now on the one yard line. Uh, first and goal from the Rams. One Zeke goes up the middle, gets stopped timeout. Number two by Dallas second and goal Zeke up the middle. This time he punches it in touchdown Dallas 14, 13, the Rams will get the Rams would get one more play. Uh, they would get the ball from their own 28. They would run Malcolm Brown for 12 yards before he was stopped by Alden Smith and be going to halftime with Dallas up by one point. You're winning at half, and we have just demonstrated the last 10, 15 minutes, however long this took, how badly you've been outplayed. But if you really look at Dallas, I mean, they had four drives in the first half, a punt, but then two touchdown drives and then the, the one missed field goal where they at least went 40 yards but you know the rams are moving the ball too so it's i don't know i guess the offense was better than we thought they just never had the ball it's what it felt like like it just we were on the defense all game long it's very accurate uh i mean even going into halftime we were up by a point and i just felt like you didn't feel good you certainly didn't feel good but no at the same and time, i told i told the guys at the time i was like Everything went terribly. We're still up by a point. This is a very winnable game. So just get it together at halftime. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I hear what you're saying. As one of those, you just count your stars that you're up by one and maybe try and win in the second half. But this offense, um, I don't know. That, I yeah. don't know what happened in the second half, but they just did not move the ball. Well, I hope you've gotten well. your fill of the analytics guys. Touchdowns. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of the guys. You know, analytics Twitter loves to to rail on first down runs. Um, I I don't care as much about that. I love Zeke. I, I agree. I would be happy if they ran some play actions in there. Sure, if they threw I'm a not little bit more on first down, but, as long as that's not the only thing you do, like. Which they did a lot. I think they began every drive with a first down run. They definitely did. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Which I don't hate. There is one that they do not. But that is that is it. And that one and that one that they don't, they get twelve yards on the first play. I know. (sighs) We'll get to it. But it it just seems frustrating, you know, because you want (sighs) you want to believe that they're 
learning from their mistakes. I love how Zeke getting a bunch of touches. I love using Zeke. It's just you want them to be a little bit harder to game plan against. You want them to be a little bit more aggressive. And once again, I don't know if it was they just did not trust this O-line to hold up. But either way, go. let's begin the second half. So second half, uh, get Dallas gets the ball. We start our own 32. Pollard again gets a nice little run out. He gets a 27-yard return. So we start on our own 32. Uh, Zeke goes for 12 yards on the first touch. Uh, first and 10 from the Dallas 44. Uh, he, goes, he runs again, no gain. Second and 10, Dak gets pressured really bad, incomplete. Third and 10. Uh, Dak hits Dalton Schultz for 11 yards. Uh, this is amazing for several reasons. One, we converted a third down. Two, Dalton Schultz caught a pass. It hit him in the hands, and he did not drop it, which is incredible. So this play should be <laughs> remembered for all of history. First and 10 from the 45, the Rams 45. Zeke goes for three yards. Uh, then Zeke goes for three yards again. Now we're at third and four, and Dak is uh brockers just blasts through uh steel and sack stack for an eight yard loss so we are forced to punt fourth and 12 from the rams 47 and fair caught by cooper cup so great way to start the the uh second half seven plays 21 yards and a punt uh the rams went through how the Rams have been in the red zone every single time. If you thought that was going to change in the second half, it does not on this drive. Spoiler alert. No, it does not. Uh, the Rams get the ball on their own 15. They run acres for one yard, second and nine from the Rams 16. They run acres for four yards. Uh, Goff hits Robert Woods for 10 yards. This play, this little like misdirection sweep, pass to Robert Woods got a minimum of 10 yards every single time they ran it. They ran it about five times. It got between 10 and 30 yards every single time. They only um, throw to two guys. Like, yeah. They really so, did. Occasionally they used Higby, but it was really just Woods and Cup or the running back. I don't know. I guess it, it just felt I hated it so much because it was so many like third and fours or third and fives were like, just get off the field. Just get no, just get yeah. uh, just get it. First and 10 from the Rams, 30. Uh, Goff hits Everett for 14 yards, but there is a penalty on Whitworth for an eligible downfield pass. Uh, so now it's first and 15 on the 25. Uh, Goff hits Everett again for seven yards. Uh, then it's second and eight. Malcolm Brown goes for four yards. Third and four. Goff runs himself for eight yards, which I have nightmares Back about breaker. Jared Goff doing these scrambles. These are always what breaks us. Uh, first and 10 from the Rams, 44. Uh, Jared Goff goes deep to Robert Woods, who is eventually tackled by Darian Thompson and Xavier Woods after a 30-yard gain. Uh, first and 10 from the Dallas, 26. Akers go for one yard. Then Goff hits Cooper Cup for six yards. So now we're third and three on the mm. Dallas 19. Here you go. You got to stop this. Goff hits Reynolds for 17 yards. First and goal at the Dallas two. Malcolm Brown rushes up the center. Touchdown Rams. Your score is now 20 to 14. And so, I mean, they wouldn't score any more points. Like, 
this was it. All we had to do was we had from this point on the Dallas Cowboys have five minutes and 33 seconds left in the third quarter and the entire fourth quarter and cannot manage to score six points. It is infuriating. Yeah. And you know, we'll get to really the, the two big plays of the second half here. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we, we'll, we'll run it so we can get to the important stuff. Because they we didn't convert a single third down in the second half. No. I just want to illuminate you to that stat. I mean, it just they didn't do anything. So Dallas gets the ball. It's for, twenty to fourteen. We have to respond here. Ball at the twenty-five. We throw Pass. on first down. It's amazing. Dak hits Michael Gallup for 12 yards. First and 10 at the Dallas 37. Zeke goes for one yard. Second and nine. Mm. Incomplete to Amari. Incomplete Mm. to Gallup. Punt. Mm. So four plays, 13 yards, 12 of which came on one play, a minute and 11 seconds. Now, weirdly, the football gods would give us another chance here because the Rams get the ball on the 27-yard line. They run Henderson for three yards. Then Goff goes incomplete to Higby and then tries to go to Jefferson and Alden Smith uh, low-key kind of punches Goff in the face while he's trying to pass the ball. It's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with it, given what happens at the end of this game. I really don't care. Um, and it, the ball is picked by Chidobe Awuzier. An interception. Wow. So we get, a, we get a turnover, which is amazing. Um, so Which is rare. Dallas gets the ball back in Rams territory. So we've got 39 yards to go to score a touchdown and go up. First play, run Zeke, five yards. Okay. Second and five at the 34. Incomplete to Cooper, but defensive pass Mm -hmm. interference, but it's a spot foul play, so they only get four yards for this. But still, first and 10 at the 30. Dak hits Cooper for 11 yards. First and 10 at the 19. Zeke runs for four yards. Second Mm -hmm. and six at the Rams' 15-yard line. Dak hits Dalton Schultz directly in the hands, in both hands, and he drops it like a bum that he is. And we should say the reason that this happens is because at this point, Blake Jarwin has torn his ACL. Yeah. um, is no longer in the game. So we are stuck with Dalton Schultz. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows that me and Ben have been preaching about the arrival of the Blake Jarwin era for nigh on three years now. And Blake, it started as a bit. Admittedly, it was kind of a meme. And then slowly but surely, Blake, as an avid listener of the podcast, was inspired. He got the podcast bump. And he scored three touchdowns in one game against the Giants and then had another two-touchdown game against the Giants. And he was slowly coming on. And in camp this year, you heard report after report of he's really looking like a number one tight end. Dak had developed some real chemistry with him. He was super stoked to get him on the field. And he signed him to a pretty good chunk. He got like the ninth highest or 10th highest tight end money. And then 15 snaps into this game, he tears his ACL. It sucks, and man. He's Non-contact the, injury. It is just, yeah, it's just him going down the field and making a cut, turning around, ACL destroyed. And we're left with Dalton Schultz, who's admittedly just fucking bad at everything involved in football. He's a bad blocker. He's not a good pass catcher. He commits penalties. I mean, it's it's rough. 
So not not great. This this one right here. I mean, who knows what happens if he catches this ball? This is I, a first down. I don't we have know, a, we have a first down he, inside the ten. Like, there's one later. I thought he dropped the one later. Either way, he oh he, he dropped. He had two drops in this game, so it could okay. definitely be he did both. Of that. Well, yeah, okay. Either way, so, rest in peace to the Blake Jarwin era. We are not completely saying the era you, doesn't hope, exist. Hope you're back next. Hope you're back next year, bro. Heal up. But we've put it on hold. For a year. Oh, and, and I guess this is as good a place as any to say that uh, in this same game, Leighton Vanderesh broke his collarbone. Mm. Um, he has gone for a significant amount of time. I'll, I, I hate to even put this into the universe, but Ben, I think that I'll I'll go ahead and tell you, I think that we have seen the last full season of Leighton Vander Esch's career. Really? I think that between this, I mean, he has spinal stenosis, which if you go read into like football players that have had that, it ends careers within like a couple years of diagnosis almost every time. Very talented players have been taken out of the game by that affliction. I, yeah. I mean, I think Leighton Vander Esch, I ate my words. I was mad when we drafted him. I ate my words. I think that, had so the his, pod had, had to eat a had, lot of crow. Had injury avoided him, I think that Leighton Vanderesh could have been like a ten-year Pro Bowl guy. I really think he was that talented. Um, but yeah, I think that he's like a he was a more extreme version of Sean Lee. He was better than Sean Lee, and he was also more injury riddled than Sean Lee. And I I don't know if we will ever see a sixteen-game season from Leighton Vanderesh ever again. Well. It sucks. He's certainly it's certainly getting to the point where I wonder how much this guy's going to how much is this guy gonna take before he hangs it up. Like that's already coming into my mind in season three of his career. So it sucks, man. He's out six to eight weeks. We're super thin at that position. And you know, we got we got beat up across the middle for for a large portion of this game. Yeah, and, and obviously, like, everyone's going to say that I'm making excuses for him because Jalen is my boy, but you take a guy like Jalen Smith who has, like, been shifted into a role where there's, like, less responsibility on his shoulders, and he's used to having Sean Lee and Leighton Vanderesh next to him to kind of, like, you know, it's kind of like the what we see on offensive lines when, like, it's easier to play really good at right guard when your center and right tackle are really good. Um, right. I think Jalen Smith just suddenly found himself on an island and maybe like the 3% that of his job that Leighton was maybe like overlapping and taking care of sometimes when Jalen would miss, suddenly he wasn't there to do that. And we saw Jalen have a really tough game. I'm hoping he can step up. I think he's talented and gifted enough to do that, but it was a rough night for him. And certainly I think we're going to have to spend premium draft capital on the linebacker position yet again. You hope not. A lot of people hate drafting linebackers high, but they definitely need someone to come in because what we have right now is not, it's not pretty. So no. Um, moving on, Andy, we did, we were, at, I think Schultz, yeah, so Schultz, that, Schultz drops. It's third and six from the Rams. 15 Dak tries to go to Cooper. That's incomplete. Uh, Dak's pressured on this ball too. And so fourth and six, we kick a field goal. It's good. Uh, 17 to 20 which you will probably recognize as being the final score of this game. Um, 
there's a couple more key plays. Uh, the next possession, the Rams only run three plays for two yards, and they're forced to punt. Um, so the Cowboys' defense does get a a good stop here. Um, when the Cowboys get the ball back, uh, this is kind of the one, probably one of the most key drives of the entire game. Um, so it is the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, first and ten, Zeke runs up the middle for nine yards. Then Zeke goes for six yards. Then Zeke goes for six yards. I mean, come on, dude. This dude's such a monster. Like, three plays up the middle in a row, and he gets 21 yards on three touches. I mean, he's a beast. Um, so second some, people and four, call that, some people call that a 45-carry Saquon Barkley performance. Yeah, yeah, roughly. Um I hate to harp on Barkley, but can we also note that <laughs> in a in a fifteen carry six yard performance, he had a seven yard carry in there. So really, Saquon had a fourteen carry negative one yard performance. So, and I'll say this: it was the second worst day by a running back who got fifteen touches since the merger. Do you know what the first worst one was, Ben? I think you're going to tell me it was Saquon last year against the Jets when he got one yard, one yard rushing. So I thought that was on less carries, but I do know he had a one yard rushing game on multiple attempts. And he's a bum. He's been, a bum. Him. he'll always be a bum. And I'll say this outside of joking. Saquon is a very talented player, but it was a very stupid idea to draft a running back that high when you have no, offensive line and you're going to burn Saquon Barkley's entire prime and career, making him run into 10 man loaded boxes where he gets hit the second that he touches the ball. And there's only certain backs that can thrive under that. I mean, can Zeke Elliott do it? Yes, but that's because Zeke Elliott's a generational talent. Saquon Barkley's pretty good. There's a difference. I love it. Second and four from the Rams 30 or Rams 43. Uh, Dak goes to Cooper for 11 yards, first and 10 from the Rams, 32 Dak finds Cooper again for 14, uh, first and 10 from the Rams, 18 Tony Pollard gets four yards, second and six, uh, Dak throws to Dalton Schultz. This was the bad one. This Big was the really one right here, the right? That was answer first down again, just horrifically terrible player. Third and six. <laughs> Zeke Elliott runs up the middle for three yards, and so it's now fourth and three. What do you think of that call? Third and six to run, run it. To Zeke, I I don't like it. Um, you got to have plays for that. Like you got to have I, the, some kind of. Apparently, they it. thought they saw the box, and I heard they, they went up there with two plays, and it was like you run in a pass, and they went up there, and the box was favorable to a run, so they. Audible to the what run. happened if you watch is Looney and Martin double team Aaron Donald and Zach Martin leaves a little early to go block the linebacker and Aaron Donald blew that fucker up. That's not a shocking result. Um, so you know, great players make big plays. That's just you know what I what so that, you can, that can see. If you watch us four, fourth and three on the Rams eleven. Yeah, what did you and... get this call to go for it? Did you want I, to go I didn't hate here? the call. I didn't hate the call. Honestly, I know that looking back at it now, the kick was probably the right decision to make. 
I crucified Jason Garrett so many times for yes. having no balls and never going for it that and if and if this had succeeded, we would have all praised McCarthy as having brought an end to the era of spineless Cowboys play calling, and this would have been genius, and this one didn't work out. But I don't hate the call. Love the decision. Hate the results. You know, fourth and three, I, I would have been okay if they kicked. I wouldn't have loved it, but I absolutely was also – I'm not going to crucify him for going Fourth for and it, three okay? is a little bit longer than I would have liked. Like fourth and two, I'm for sure like go for it. Fourth and one, I'm like you have to go for it. Fourth and three is right on that line. But I like, like it. Hey, you're, you're, you're like ah. – You're supposed to be an offensive team. You know, you got a chance. This The Rams offense has finally been stopped two straight drives. You got a chance to really throw in a backbreaker. And it doesn't work out. Uh, Dak throws a ball to CeeDee Lamb. Uh, is blown up by Fuller. Safety made a hell of a play. To be fair, your boy Dalton Schultz uh, did not run his pick deep enough. Um, and honestly, it's a multi-layer. Yeah, Dalton Schultz is bad. Dalton Schultz is bad. It's really multi-layered if you watch it. Some people say CD didn't run his route deep enough, which I kind of get. Some people say the rub wasn't made deep enough by Schultz. And really, Dak doesn't do a great job of leading CD on this, just to nitpick a little. It's either way. I mean, Fuller made a play and, and you know, only get two yards and stop. So we turn it over on downs. Um, and that, that effectively is is where the, the game is won. Um, the <laughs> we Rams still had 11 minutes. Left. We have 11 minutes left. Nothing really happens. Uh, first and 10 from the Rams, nine. Goff uh, throws it to Malcolm Brown. He gets seven yards. They go to Cup for 15. Brown runs for six yards. Goff has an incompletion. Third and four from the Rams, 37. Finds Higby for 15 yards. Just couldn't get off the field. That killed us, yeah. First and 10. Akers goes for four. Akers goes for four. Third and two from the Dallas, 40. Malcolm Brown goes for two yards. There's a penalty on Woods for an illegal block above the waist. So now it's third and 10 from the 48. Uh, Jared Goff is sacked finally. First sack of the game, only sack of the game by Alden Smith. Smith, baby. Fourth and 16, the Rams finally punt. Um, but it just took extra time off the clock uh, that we could not afford. And so we get the ball back with another chance. We get the ball on the 12. We start with a Zeke Elliott run. He gets three yards. Dak throws a pass to Zeke. He gets two yards. On third and five, uh, Dak hits Cooper for seven yards. It's called mm. a fumble, recovered by Fuller. They review it. They uh, say that it's reversed. It's now called an incomplete pass. So now it's fourth and five. Man, I uh, this one sucked, but you know Jalen Ramsey, who his name is about to come up again. This was probably the first time I saw him really make a play. He popped Amari on that one. I will give him but that. I'll give him that, but I'll also say this: like this is why you can't spend the whole game just running these little shallow outs yes. and crosses because eventually they realize what you're doing and they can just sit on these routes. They know exactly where you're going to be and they can. Dump on you, like a guy. Did you like feel we targeted Ramsey an awful lot tonight? I mean, Cooper definitely had the stats to say that we did that. I mean, Co- Ramsey was on Cooper almost the entire night, and Cooper had ten catches. He had fourteen targets. So, and Gallup had a few with him on. I just, I just thought that was yeah. weird. They have two superstars on that defense. You pretty much want to play away from both of them as much as you can, and we seem to challenge Ramsey an awful lot but yeah anyway that's definitely what we did so we punt they uh they get the ball back 
Uh, so it's now five minutes to play. First and 10 at the Rams, 29. Malcolm Brown runs for eight. Malcolm Brown runs for three. Uh, Jared Goff runs for four. Timeout number one by Dallas at three and a half minutes. Second and six, Malcolm Brown runs for three. Dallas takes a second timeout. Third and three, Malcolm Brown runs for two. It's now fourth and one, and the Rams are forced to punt. And I so thought Dallas, it was kind of weak by uh, McVay not to go for this, man. I was surprised, given the success they had had. I was surprised that they fourth and did one this, at the midfield. Like, so Dallas, I guess you've been with, playing well, but still, I thought that was two, with two twenty-eight to play. Dallas gets one last chance. Yes. Uh, and this is where, like we said, they've played mediocre as shit all game, and they've been upsetting to watch all game, but this is where the knife gets twisted. First and 10 of the Dallas 9, Dak hits Cooper for five yards. Second guarded and five. To guarded by Ramsey. Second and five, Dak hits Cooper for seven yards, guarded by guarded Ramsey. Ramsey. Two-minute warning. First and 10. Dak hits Cooper for four yards, not by Ramsey this time. <laughs> Second and six, uh, Dak is sacked for a loss of seven yards. Just Terrence Steele just getting absolutely. I don't remember who got beat on up. this one. It I was Terrence Steele. It was right around the okay. right side. It was awful. Third and 13, uh, Dak scrambles solo dolo up the middle, gets 12 yards, reaches for the first down, doesn't quite get it, fourth and one. Hand it to Zeke. Zeke gets four yards on a fourth and one because Zeke is a beast. First and ten of the Dallas 34. Dak throws it to Dalton Schultz, who, of course, cannot fucking catch the ball. So, incomplete. Second and ten. Uh, Dak tries to go deep, but he's just got Aaron Donald in his grill, so it goes to no one. He pretty much just throws this away. Third and ten from the Dallas 34. Dak rolls out. And throws a bomb downfield. Michael Gallup gets a step on Jalen Ramsey, catches the ball, 47-yard gain, gonna set the Cowboys up in Rams territory to tie at least tie this game. And there's a penalty for offensive pass interference. On replay, what occurred here was Ramsey hooks Michael Gallup. Gallup, like gets his arm out of Jalen Ramsey's arm, and as he pulls his arm out and rubs it against the back of his hand against Ramsey's chest, Ramsey throws his arms up and arches his back and sells a flop. It is a soccer-level flop, and the refs call it. It is one of the worst... It is a game-winning call. It is the refs winning the game <laughs> for the Rams. It is I, so shitty. I, Outside I of the Raiders note card fiasco i have never seen one of these go for us it is always up <laughs> on the receiving end of this bullshit i can't and like what makes it worse is for the rest of the weekend all last night during the monday night games every announcer is like every time there's a flag they're like did you see that call against dallas yeah that was pretty bad that certainly wasn't a pass interference like everyone and their mom knows that call was incorrect but it just is accepted. It happened with the Dez catch. It happened with that fucking Aaron Rodgers holding call on the net on the 2016 playoff game. And now this, we just cannot get away from it. It's infuriating. And Ramsey is a fucking punk for this shit. Yeah. I knew you were going to go on the, on the pedestal for that one. I, I didn't like the call. I tweeted as much from our account. It was probably the wrong call. I give him props for selling it. You can call it a bitch move if you want, whatever. I he, will. 
they were they were definitely hand fighting up the field. That happens every single play with receivers and corners. And I also hate it. that there was no flag until after the completion. Like when Ramsey throws he his arms it, up, look, there's no flag. And then as soon as was, the ball is caught, there's a flag. This is I a just, reputation call. You're not getting this if you're not Jalen Ramsey or Richard Sherman or name maybe one or two other corners. Like you have to be it's a it's a superstar call, you know, yeah, the way Jordan Lewis the way, throws his arms up and flops around like a fucking girl. He ain't He's getting, not getting yeah. a fucking flag. If LeBron James like that's you have to be LeBron or Harden, it sucks, you know. Um I'm not defending the call. It just it sucks. I, I he he sold it. I hate that it happened. I felt shitty because it took a great play away from from Gallup and Dak. Um, it is what it is. I mean, OPI. You know, the next two passes are basically you know third and twenty fourth and twenty. We had nothing at all to do. Ended the game, and you just can't call that there. But as we both have dictated or. or Yes, I, and, I, and I know what everyone's saying right now. Like, you can't let yourself get put in a position where one call can win or lose the game for you. And I totally agree with that. And I've been out front with the fact that the Cowboys played like shit. It just sucks. Yes. That yes. after all that, after having to suffer through all that mediocrity, the people that lose the game for you at the end of the day are not even your own shitty players or coaches. The people that decide the game is lost for you are the referees. That is a horrible feeling. Because if we just lose that game based on just be us being shitty, if if Dak just overthrows Gallup and that's it, then it sucks and you feel like ass, but you're just like, hey, we got a lot to work on. Like, Hopefully they can get it right. But now I'm left with a feeling of like, it almost doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you get better. Because if you're in a close situation, which in the NFL, there's a lot of parity. You're going to be in close situations. You can't even count on the fact that you won't just get fucked. It's insane. The Rams have been on positive sides of this too. They got the absolutely gift wrapped game in 2018 with the non DPI call where they just tackled the Saints player, um, yeah. sent them to a Super Bowl. So, Fortunate franchise. I'm sure every person of every team ever that's a diehard fan feels their teams got fucked. But I agree. And it was tinfoil hat time. Fun. The NFL wants a successful franchise in Los Angeles because it's making media <laughs> Dude, market. I hate oh. this. Don't go down this. I hate this Twitter thread. I had to read this shit, goat. I have a, I, I have our account. Okay, I read this bullshit that comes in. Listen, Ben. Who roots for the Los Angeles Rams? Coastal no liberal elites. Okay, <laughs> who roots for the Cowboys? Patriotic, freedom-loving Americans. So, ipso facto, because we're getting. I thought close they to stopped watching. I thought they Hollywood. stopped watching. I thought they stopped watching the games. Fuck, you're right. No, no good patriot watches the NFL. Ah, That's right. Damn it. Are we they sure listen to us? But we, we watch it for you. Ref. We need to look into this ref's background and make sure he's not with Antifa is what we need to do. <laughs> it could be, dude. It could be. You never know. They're everywhere, dude. We could be you Antifa. You see Jalen Ramsey, of course, uh, as all athletes do nowadays, took to social media to defend uh, himself and say, 
uh, you know, basically y'all stop crying or whatever the shit. I forget what he said. Jim Ramsey he, took he to social us. media to make the point that no, a wide, a number two wide receiver with the back of his hand threw me a all pro cornerback away from the ball using the tips of his fingers. I was unable to do my job correctly because the strength in Michael Gallup's wrist is such that I was blown off the ball. All right, man. If that's the case you want to make. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, final LA Rams, 20 Dallas, 17 measly points. The Dallas Cowboys moved to zero and one on the season. And the bets and will be Washington back. Is in first, dude. Every team in the division lost. The Giants got murked. The Eagles got murked. Yeah, let's spend a quick on that. Uh, the Giants played Monday night. They got they're kind of hanging with Pittsburgh. Remember Jason Garrett's there now. Andy's already outlined how uh, Saquon Barkley performed. Uh, second half they got pretty much shit done, and Pittsburgh won handedly. Then our other two division rivals played each other. The football team making their debut. Um, against Philly, and <laughs> Philly goes up seventeen nothing, and what. then just shits the bed. And one, they shit the bed, uh, but two, that all football Washington team football team defensive line is Oof. terrifying, bro. I mean, they're going to give Dallas problems. They are going to give Dallas problems. They, I mean, the stat sheet says they had eight sacks. They hit Wentz probably. 12, 13 times while I was watching. It was, I'm, I'm qu- frankly shocked that a guy as fragile as Wentz made it out of that game. Chase Young, Montez Sweat, uh, a couple other boys. I mean, they're Jonathan Allen. Yeah, they're, they're filthy up there, man. They're, they're going to be a problem up there. I don't know. The rest of their roster is pretty questionable, but damn. Um, so the football team. I said this on Twitter, Andy. If the football team, uh, if they win the division, do you think they have to keep their name? I think they should have to no. keep their name. Oh, you mean keep the name the football team? I thought you meant if they yeah. win, they get to go back to being the racial slur. I was like, fuck no, no that's not a prize. <laughs> are you kidding, dude? <laughs> Jesus, man. No, the R words are are tired, but I think no, yeah, yeah, if you win, you got to keep football team. I mean, if they win a Super Bowl as the football the team, football. that'd be so funny. <laughs> Imagine all the like just gear that would be yeah. the football team. Washington like. football team, world champions. Um but yeah, no, they're I mean, Deron Payne had half a sack, Jonathan Allen had half a sack, Chase Young had one and a half, uh Leonidas had one and a half, Bostic had one, and uh who's their their big dude, Kerrigan? Uh oh, he's two. Good too. and Ryan Sweat Kerrigan. had yeah. one. So Stupid defense. Uh, they don't have a lot else going on for them. Uh, McLaurin was effectively contained. Um, you know, Gibson, who's supposed to be their starting running back now, had 36 yards. Um, you know, Dwayne Haskins had a 40 QBR and threw for like 150 yards, but uh, they didn't really man, need to. I, I mean, they got their, I'm they not got ready enough. to. I'm not ready to 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 announce that. He's going to be a bad player, Haskins. I think people are a little people a, a little player, early, but he's he, he young. Has, man. He's got he's he's got some some stuff to work on. I think the the division has become accustomed to like quick starts out the gate. The Dak Prescotts, the Carson Wentz's, 
Um, Even if you take any dimes is not terrible. I, I mean, here's the He's thing. I, I, I feel bet more bad for Danny Dimes, and we can go right into the the Giants. So the Giants played, like Ben said, the Giants play the Steelers uh, on Monday Night Football. Um, you know, Danny Jones threw forty one times. Uh, he had two hundred seventy nine yards, two touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked three times. Uh, he was the team's leading rusher with twenty two yards. Um, God, Saquon Barkley, fifteen carries for six yards. Please tell me more about how this guy's better than Zeke viewing public <laughs> i want to hear i want to hear your takes i want to um, counter someone someone tweet me how many times i mean go brings up saquon in this pod let's Just and for fun. man his and then everyone's like but his receiving stats six catches for 60 yards with one for 38 so you take out that 38 yard catch and this dude had five catches for like 22 yards amazing dude this guy's a glorified slot receiver who can squat a lot that's that's the size <laughs> of it so whatever but well, more than anything i just feel bad for danny jones um what the jason garrett treatment well that and i think that him and saquon suffer from the same thing which is that like the giants decided that the way to build a team was to draft a quarterback and a running back they have no real weapons for those guys to utilize and they have no offensive line i mean cam fleming starts for that team that's that's terrifying. Scary. So they're gonna. It's gonna take at least. Well, they tried. They, three they got Eric Flowers that one time, and he yeah. It, it's gonna take three years to build a decent supporting cast around those guys, and in that time, you might break Danny Jones's confidence or his psyche. You might give him the David Carr treatment. You know, you're gonna get. You're gonna put a couple hundred carries you know, maybe a couple thousand carries on Saquon's back. Um, injuries will happen. I mean, all that for nothing. These guys are going to win, you know, a total of 20 games over the next four years. And then maybe they'll start to be competitive and you'll have to re-sign Barkley for huge money despite him having won nothing and done nothing. You'll have to re-sign Dan Jones, having won nothing, done nothing. It's going to suck. So, But yeah, they got beat pretty handily by the Steelers, um, which leads us into one of my favorite new segments, Ben. The Steelers oh, oh, oh. play heavily in my, well, my we're, we're we got to go one more thing. we gotta, we got to review week two. we gotta, we got to preview mm. some uh, Falcons-Cowboys before we get that. So uh, I'll just throw it to you, just, just uh, co-host to co-host. Falcons, come to Jerry World. How do you feel? Who are you picking? They just got I mean, railroaded by the Seahawks. They did get pretty they got beat pretty handily. They got beat uh the score doesn't doesn't do it justice. They got beat 38-25, but uh in all reality, uh this game was like 28 to 12 until like the very end. Um they're not super talented. They have Two really good receivers and a decent quarterback. Not a lot of good line play. Pretty terrible defense. Um, they signed Todd Gurley, but you know this isn't the Todd Gurley of yesteryear. He had 50 yards in a TD. Um, you know we should beat this team. We're favored by five points. Uh, but after what I saw this weekend, I mean, who can tell? I think I'm just going to be in that mode this year where it's just like. 
I either vastly overestimate or vastly underestimate the Cowboys' abilities. So last week, I definitely vastly overestimated them, thinking their offense was going to roll. I think this week, I'm probably like so down about how badly they played the Rams that I'm like, oh, they're going to suck and they'll probably win. Um, I'm going to say the Cowboys win. I'm going to say they win 21-17. Um, I'm not ready to like proclaim any impressive wins yet. Uh, I gotta, they got to prove it to me. So... What about you? Yeah, Atlanta's one of those teams I think should always be better than they are. Like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, go. Like, how do you mess that up? But there's more to it than that. And you, um, they started like shit last year. I don't know if they're going to do the same. Um, I think this is going to be a high-scoring fair. I apologize to all Cowboys fans for hyping up this offense week one. I know it looks shitty. I got to believe we're going to score more points. Remember and when so Joseph I'm, Randall scored three touchdowns in the first half against the Falcons? <laughs> yeah, then we lost, but I do remember that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and predict a 35-28 to 28 game. I think Dallas wins. I, 35 points. That's a lot of points for a Cowboys offense. It is. I'm going out on a limb. But uh, I think the offense rebounds, and I think the defense is going to look shittier this week. But uh, I think we'll do enough offensively to control the game. Yeah, they have they have some pass rushers. Uh, McKinley's pretty good. Dante Fowler's not terrible. Um, but I'm hoping that the offensive line plays a little better this week. We'll just have to to hope. You got to score on this team. I'm almost pretty. Yeah. Pre- Predicting this score because if you win another like twenty one to seventeen game, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck is wrong with this offense, man? I mean, you, you got you kind of gonna have to put up points because I mean, even though they got beat really bad, the Falcons put up like five hundred something yards of offense. Like, oh yeah, they, Dude, they can move the ball. They have the talent. So that reminds me for four hundred fifty yards. I don't think he does that every week, and it certainly turned into garbage time. And they were they got a. Bunch they, of had that in the three quarter, receivers. they had three receivers over 100 yards. They had Julio go for 157. Ridley went for 130 and two touchdowns. And Gage well, went that's for a, 114. That's a fun discussion. I mean, you look quarterback to quarterback. Who's better than who? You can honestly make it. I won't hate you. can make an argument either way. You go wide receiver core versus wide receiver core. And it gets interesting, man. I mean, they got some two studs right there. Um, running back, I think, at this point, Zeke is a far superior player than, than Gurley, but still, man, I mean, they got plenty of offensive talent themselves. So it should be, I think we're just slightly more talented. Hopefully that, that shows up. And also the Falcons are like us. They're how we have been. They're not a terribly well-coached team. So they're pretty um, Dan Dan Quinn almost got fired last year. Really? They've just been in a complete free fall since losing, blowing that Super Bowl 28, three lead. Um, oh, dude! I can't imagine if that happened to the Cowboys. I'd still not be over it. Yeah, we you'd never hear from me and Andy. We, we would hide for so permanent long. dark. That'll be the day of permanent darkness. So, so yeah, Cowboys do play. Uh, it's a noon game, so we'll get to kind of like roll out of bed and uh, see that game. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Cowboys can rebound. If we're in for a long season, and that will end the will be boys portion of this podcast i'd like to thank all listeners um if 
you have anything against uh, uh, gambling or gambling problem, we advise you not to listen to the final five to seven minutes of this podcast. Gambling Thank addiction you. is a serious problem. It does ruin lives. It ruins families. If that is your vice of choice, uh, I can certainly empathize. I'm addicted to other things, not necessarily gambling. So please, if, if, uh, if this triggers you, Please feel free hey, to turn this off. We will understand you. And if you got a guy, you know, uh, or, you, or you got a little bit of detail, feel free to slide in the DMs. Have some, have some tips along. You know, if you, if you know, uh, if you're like the guy, if you're like Ace Rothstein. Hey, so my sister's boyfriend, uh, you know, he, Ace <laughs> she knew knows every, this guy. And he, Ace he knew says everything. He was out until 3 a.m. He knows which quarterbacks was on coke. He knows which <laughs> quarterback's girlfriend just broke up with him. He, this crazy motherfucker, he even looked up the weather reports to see which way the wind was blowing for the field goals. <sighs> now, Great like, movie. you can just Google that. Great movie. So, uh, peace out to the BWBB fam, and uh, welcome to this next segment. I am Benny Sweets. This is my associate, Dominic, and uh, we look They call me Donnie Hey, that's right. Why did they call you that? Hey, I don't talk about that. Well, we didn't quite give away all our picks on air, so we were we were kind of talking about some of them. But our mortal lock of the week, the first one that I said, Denver at the time they're a one point favorite. They turned into a three point dog. We didn't put money on, so they're a three point dog, and Denver delivered. Whoa, only lost by two. Dude, all the bad we went through with uh, the Cowboys, it was a good weekend for the Bets Will Be Bets crew. Four of five this weekend, mm. knocking it out of the park. Starting on Saturday, we went ahead and did our own alma mater dirty. Saw that juicy 43-point spread, Texas Tech versus Houston Baptist. We said, nah, Texas Tech is bad at football. Took that <laughs> two-point win by the Red Raiders. Hayden, ben and me, a fat sack of units, baby. That was big. That was a good first win. We took took HBU with the with the forty three points. We could have like could have bought like thirty points and still won that bitch. So uh, Tech looked awful. Tech's going to be awful. Do not expect any Tech talk from us. Uh, as far as I'm oh, aware, college football is not two, even except playing. Except two weeks uh, when no matter what the spread is, Texas versus them? Tech. We're fading them? Oh, we're fading the shit out of Texas Tech versus Texas, dude. Texas Texas covered a 45-point spread against UTEP on Saturday. We are taking Texas Tech to the woodshed. As long as David Wells or Matt Wells or whatever his name is, is the head coach. <laughs> we are going to make so much money off these guys. I'm going to repay myself all my tuition. It's going to be great. Okay, well, what do you like this week? We are up. We did win four out of five bets. So we got a little extra in the bankroll. Um, so, yes, what, did, what, some what, of those all, what all did we knock out of the park here? We got we got the Tech game. Oh, yeah. We did we got the uh, Tech game. We got Tennessee, uh, Denver. We took Denver with the points. We took... Uh, I love this one. Woke up Sunday morning. Bills were a seven-point favorite over the Jets. The Jets stink. Bet against the Jets. That was a money one. And then we took uh, – I knew Tampa with Tom Brady. Fuck that. There's no overhyped. way they were going to look good. Overhyped. Now, we took luckily, uh, it sounds like Michael Thomas is out 
for a while. So we probably took that bet at the right time because who knows how they would have fared without Michael Thomas on the field. So we uh, we definitely got in while the getting was good on the uh, the Saints betting. So we took the Saints, um, and like I said, we took Denver. So we got those four. The only one we lost was betting with our hearts like some fucking rookies. Took Dallas. Shouldn't be doing that. We just shouldn't bet on Dallas, period. Because like I said, we can't analyze. We make a rule. We make a rule. Although that line has moved to four and a half for Dallas instead of five. Just We're not doing it, Ben. We're not yeah. doing that. <laughs> so here's, okay, so here's, here's what I like this week. Here's what I like this week, Ben. Um, okay. These are goats, immortal locks of the week. Da, 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 da. So first Hit of me. all, I got a uh, I got Pittsburgh at home versus the Denver Broncos. Now I know we made some money with Denver, but. They didn't impress me. No. Cortland Sutton's still out. So is Von Miller. Denver's got a lot of holes. Locke, he's he's streaky. Pittsburgh's got a hell of a defense, and they're playing at home. And Big Ben like, looked pretty good second half. Man. I like I like Pittsburgh minus six and a half. I like that too. I don't hate that. We'll we'll mark that one. Uh it's still six and a half. We'll see how that line does. I like to wait till like Saturday to put these bets. You never know. Just in case yeah, you get all the info. So that's Although my first one. And then my, so that's Although my first one. And then my, and then my number two, and this is my, my biggest one that I saying is a must bet, bet your take out a loan from your local mafioso and put it all on this San Francisco minus seven against Jets, 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 Jets. The Jets are terrible. I know the Niners just lost to the Arizona Cardinals. And they might be without Kittle. And they might be without Kittle. But the Cardinals have, they've got their own little, like, Sean McVay clone going on over there. They got Kyler. They got Hopkins now, who looked like a beast. They got lots of players. The Jets are a talentless group of bums. I asked... Ryan McCoy today, I said, Ryan, name four players on the Jets without looking. <laughs> and Ryan got Ryan got to four, but the fourth guy he mentioned was that Herndon tight end they have. And I didn't know yeah. who that was. I looked him up, and he had six catches and a fumble on Sunday. So I'm saying we take the 49ers minus seven against the Jets. That's a lock, baby. Okay. I like those two. I like those two. Um, I'll give you two, and you tell me how you're feeling. Um, I just have. I like the Bills again at five and a half over the Dolphins. I just don't believe in this Dolphins. I know we just took the Bills. Might be flame, but dude, name it. Name two Dolphins. Name four Dolphins for me. Oh, I can't. And the Dolphins looked bad against a Pat- a Patriots team that, quite frankly, I'm not really sold on the Patriots yet either. So well, like, the it's fact that bring they- that up, I. I don't hate taking uh, the Patriots are playing uh, Seahawks this week. Who just rolled Seahawks are four point favorite at home. Give me the Seahawks. Okay. Four points. I will take that that all day. Okay. I like that too. I think those are our four, you know, I'm comfortable with all those four. Now we don't have to take a fifth game. We can talk about this one. If I'm looking around 25 units on each of the four instead of, because like, because like we said, one of the the short one of our our traps here is if you decide you're going to bet on five games every week, you might end up betting on a game you wouldn't otherwise bet on just to fill that fifth slot. I know. If there's only four games worth betting on, bet on four games. 
I know. And we can get, like I said, we can always, if we really hate one, I'm thinking too, like we hate a bunch of lines, we could, uh, you know, do one of those things where we put like uh, 20 units on like a 14 parlay, you know, just, just try one yeah. like big bet, you know, don't go crazy, but like, you know, something that we feel decent about and just try and hit a home run, you know, um, something tiny, maybe like 10 units, but I don't think we need to do that this week. I'm good with those four. Um, I'll look around. I haven't been able to talk myself into Rams one and a half point favorite over Philly. Um, Philly looks so Philly, bad, man. Philly looked so bad, and the Rams did just beat us. But I, again, I'm worried that's just us thinking with our hearts. You know, we're like, well, the Rams are good enough to beat the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are yeah. better than the Eagles. The Eagles are whack, so the hipso facto. But we just don't know that, and the Eagles could be better than we think they are. Yeah, that's fair. But then again, <laughs> the Eagles. I will say this. The Eagles showed that they really struggled with against a good pass rush. And Aaron Donald and Brockers are going to be coming for Wentz hard. That said, Lane Johnston is back, so they will have some additional protection they didn't have against Mm. from Washington. We we don't have to bet on it, but I think the Rams win that. The other one I'm looking at, um, division games. So I always get a little weary of division rivals playing. Um, I know we're, we're taking one of those bets already. Um, I like Green Bay at six over the Lions. The Lions just lost to the fucking Bears, dude. Like, ugh. Lions and, are bad, and the Packers smoked the Vikings, who are way better than the Lions. I think that but. they are. That they are. And I mean, I was looking at that too. Like the Colts Vikings game is interesting to me because, like, now the Colts are down. Mac Philip Rivers didn't look amazing. Three point favorites mm-hmm. over the Vikings, but the Vikings did just get smoked by Green Bay. I think it's a bit of overreaction. I think the Vikings are better than that. But yeah, I don't know. Between those between those two, I don't know though. I kind of want to take the Vikings over Indy. But I also kind of yeah. want to take Detroit. I like your I like your idea too. I like Green Bay. Green, Green Bay is better. Take. They're a touchdown. The only thing I don't like is like I said, that's a uh six points a, is a is a pretty decent size spread. Well, it's just a division game, and the Lions are a weird team. They they beat teams they shouldn't, and they lose to teams they shouldn't. And, well, I'll, I'll guarantee you this. At least one time this year, Adrian Peterson is going to have like a random 110-yard, three-touchdown game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he could. He had 90-some um, yards on Sunday. Like He's clearly still like 80% of Adrian Peterson, which makes him like the – 15th best running back in the NFL. There are three lines at nine. We didn't talk about any of them or touch them. Uh, Tennessee's nine point favorites over Jacksonville. I don't think I want to touch that, but interesting because so fucking bad. They've just ejected every talented human being from their organization. Yeah, and they just beat the Colts. Like, yeah, the and Tennessee isn't very good, but like. I know, I know. I, I know. Nine is so much, dude. There's just so Derek much. should beat that team. So, yeah. The other one, uh, Tampa's yeah, nine point trade offer for uh, for uh, Derrick Henry today in our league. Yeah, hit me on DMs. I'll uh, I'll talk. Um, Tampa, by the way, they're nine point favorites over the Panthers, and the Panthers stink. But Jesus, dude, are we already ready to say that Tampa Bay is a ten point better than the Panthers? Like, fuck, dude, this Tampa team that went what eight and eight last year. Jesus, man. They have talent. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, when I was, I, I really haven't watched their team. I've always just, like, 
been like, well, they might be good, but they have fucking James Winston at QB, so they'll turn the ball over seven times, and that'll be the end of it. They have talent. I mean, on offense, they've got some players. I mean, Mike Evans is a monster. On defense, you know, Vita Vea is a good player. They've got some guys on the the D line that can, you know, they've got Indomitian Sue. Um, you know, they've got some players that can can disrupt. Um, but again, yeah, nine points is so much. And this early in the season, I just don't know enough about that team to say. I don't know about the Panthers. The Panthers are starting like Teddy Bridgewater, so I guess I get it. But damn, man, like, are they? They have Christian McCaffrey too, and the Bucks have a nice run defense. I mean, they just held Kamara to seventeen rushing yards on twelve attempts. I'm, I'm going to need to watch. Uh, yeah, but but he also Kamara also caught like he also just like caught two passes out of the yeah. backfield for like touchdowns. So like they effectively just converted his running to passing. Yeah, McCaffrey uh, can do that too. So I'm I, I think the four we've got are really good. Um, the other one, by the way, there's one more. The Chiefs are nine point favorites over the Chargers. I I'm saw tempted. that. That's interesting. I'm tempted. I don't, I'm not I'm a believer a- in T-Mobile. I like no. him as a as a person. I think he's cool, but he's not a very good quarterback. I just and don't think Char- they're very all talented. Talent, all their talents on defense. Um, Keenan Allen's pretty good, but without a QB that can get him the ball, he's effectively nullified. They don't have a run game. Uh, they lost one of their two really notable defensive players in uh, Derwin. Derwin James for the year. Um, so you're the only thing much- I hate about nine-point favorites is like just what like Seattle did. Like You can easily just kind of get loose at the end of a game and be like, fuck it. And like the Chiefs could easily be up 14 points and the Chargers score like a garbage time. Because you know? the Chiefs' D is still a little shaky. Well, just in the age of the salary cap, you just can't be elite everywhere. It's just right. probably not going to happen unless you've just like you paid everyone on offense and then you happen to have the greatest defensive draft class back to back in history. And you have like six guys on rookie deals that are all going to be. All right. Pro. Well, we'll end it here. We'll say the four were taken as of now. Seattle minus four over New England at home. I love that. That's probably my favorite that we're done. Uh, the Niners seven point favorites on the road to the Jets. People sometimes hate West Coast teams going East, but the Jets stink, guys. They stink. Um, and the Niners know they need to win after blowing their their opener. Uh, yep. So we're taking that one. Then, uh, did we say? No, we didn't do Green, Green, Bay. Green Bay. Oh, we did Pittsburgh. No, I think we did Pittsburgh over Denver. Six and a yep. half is a lot, but Pittsburgh's got a great defense. And Actually, we just saw and now Denver. I'm looking at it. The line has moved since I looked at it. It's now seven and a half in a lot of places. Does that change your mind? The still has six and a half, but we'll monitor. Okay. I don't okay. like seven and a half. And yeah, once you do seven and a half, it changes my mind a little bit. Um, but we'll yeah, see what happens you like, there. And you like that touchdown? What, and then what's your last one? Buffalo, Miami. Yeah, I, they're only five and a half. If that line moves to a touchdown, I don't want it. But at five and a half, man, like yeah, they, I have six I, points better than the Dolphins. I see. I see it at six right now. If it moves to six everywhere, would you still take it? Uh, I can almost book it right now at five and a half and cancel if needed. But uh, yeah, I don't know. No, man, they're they're just, Miami is bad, man. Buffalo is. Buffalo's underrated. They have a good defense. I don't think Josh Allen's great, but he's okay. You know? <laughs> he yeah, he can certainly like you enough. Like, the Jets are stinky, and they beat them by – they should have beat them by more. They beat them by 10, but they scored a really late touchdown. 
Um, I'll tell you what, part of me, there's like a little small part of me that wants to throw like a five unit bet on Cincinnati for Thursday night. One, so I'll care. Two, so that because I really do think that the Browns are like slowly imploding. They, okay, they, I heard today that they're thinking about trading Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. If I did that, I don't want to take six points. I'd want Cincinnati straight up at 205. So we would bet like, you know what I mean? Without yeah, the points. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, take like the money if we were line. gonna throw like a five, yeah, I throw money line on the Bengals at two hundred five. So if Dude, we do like, you know what I mean? If we threw like ten units on that, we'd win twenty. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, it's an in-state rivalry game. You know, Burrow, he's an Ohio guy. He might ball out. AJ Green can always flash. And yeah, I think the Browns are kind of bums. I think Baker's a bum. The only real like variable there for me is if Nick Chubb really goes off but i mean well chubb and hunt will feast on that d that d still pretty lack of talent so that's why it's yeah. six points but uh i say we stay away from it we'll talk offline if yeah, you really want to yeah. throw something on yeah i mean yeah like look i'm just like throwing shit at the wall because it's fun i enjoy having I money know. on games and that's a dangerous mentality to have let's stick with the but four that we like stick with the i think four. have solid research we, we have solid feelings on those good, good and feeling. uh we'll roll we'll roll all right, uh, maybe pivot to all 100 units on the Cowboys. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see. That's plan B. That's plan B for sure. So, this so for those of you following at home, feel free to uh, follow along with us. Feel free to, to wager your mortgage uh, following. I mean, we, we do pick 80% winners here. If you've seen the movie Two for the Money, that's pretty much me and Ben. It's a C uh, plus Matthew McConaughey Al Pacino. That is generous. C minus. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the movie's bad. Very bad movie. It's bad. It gets elevated because I like sports gambling. So yeah, that's like pretty much the only thing that's cool about it. It has cool subject matter and Matthew McConaughey is in it. And Jeremy Piven is in it as and he's playing a dick, which is the only role that Jeremy Piven was born to play. <laughs> so um, so yeah, guys, those are our picks for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week at the end of next week's episode to review these picks and, uh, we'll keep a running tab of how we're doing on the year. Um, Ben, anything else before we get out of here? That does it brother. All right. Well, as always guys, thanks so much for listening. We super appreciate anyone and everyone that takes the time to listen to boys will be boys and sticks around even to listen to bets will be bets. Um, as always, feel free to leave a like, uh, please subscribe to the podcast, either on, uh, SoundCloud or on iTunes. Uh, we're working diligently towards getting onto Spotify. That's a whole bunch of hoops to jump through. But if you have the time and you like what you've heard, please feel free to leave a rating on the iTunes app, the podcast app, uh, five stars. We do love hearing from you guys. And, uh, of course, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or hot betting tips from a guy, you know. Uh, feel free to hit us up either on Twitter, Instagram, uh, shoot us an email, or uh, just get at us in person. Most people that listen to us uh, probably know us in some way, shape, or form. Um, so, yeah, give us a shout. Uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. This has been Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.